Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. I believe this is a word from the Lord for those who are discouraged and disappointed. You are discouraged and disappointed because you do not see things the way I see things. I see things in truth. Satan puts thoughts of discouragement and disappointment in the mind. Those thoughts are not from me. I counsel you to cast every thought down or take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Cast those thoughts down which are against the true knowledge of me. Look unto me, I desire to replace any lies that have been believed with my truth. I am the truth and I am hope. So Father, we thank you, we praise you that you are indeed the truth. There is no truth apart from you. In the name of Jesus, I tear down any and all thoughts erected against you. I tear away any and all blinding and deception from our minds. Father, as the fountainhead of truth, we ask you to grant us light, knowledge, wisdom, revelation, understanding, and truth regarding you, your will, your ways, your principles, your precepts, and your methods. And Father, we thank you for doing that. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And we thank you, Father, that you are our God. We receive your will for our lives in the name of Jesus. We reject and refuse Satan's will for our lives. Thank you, Lord. Yes. I have one quick word. Okay. <laughs> the word that uh, I asked the Lord what he has for this church. What he has for this church and what his will is. And the Lord spoke to me, and he wants you to know that he is a God of abundance. Mm -hmm. That he <laughs> has abundant blessings for this church. And that Jesus is more than enough for this church. And I just, it was a quick word, but the word for you guys is that we have, we serve a Lord a God of abundance, and Jesus mm -hmm. is more than enough. Yes. So I just pray abundance over this church. Yes. That's abundance Lord. in all areas. Of God's abundant love flow over you guys, and you get a revelation of the depth of God's love and move in that. So I plead God's love over you guys in the name of Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Daniel. <clears throat> While we're in the flow, we want to. So <clears throat> I think it, it goes in line with, should I just raise it? Everything that's been said. And um, one of the guarantees in this life, <clears throat> sorry, one of the guarantees in this life um, is always going to be suffering. It's just a given. It's the nature of humanity, our fallen nature and sin. But uh, 
I think this applies to all of us. It's uh, John 16:33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. That's the guarantee. Uh, he's saying it because it's true, right? But take heart. I have overcome the world. And uh, I was looking into what take heart means. And it's be encouraged. Be brave. Just stand strong until the enemy... The, the tr problem with suffering is this. And this is what gets the devil every single time. He's going to try his attacks. He's very good at it. However... When his attacks draw us near to God, instead of hardening our hearts, it's complete and absolute failure for the enemy. So we have to walk in this verse and take heart and say, keep it coming, because that suffering and those attacks are going to do nothing but bring me closer to God. And after that, it says, well, I have overcome the world. So we can declare that. And I think that the more he attacks, the stronger we get. And the more he shapes our character as families, as individuals, and as a church. Amen. That's good. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm reminded of something that was said at that prayer conference we had at, at the building on 4th Street. Uh, was that back in March or I don't even remember exactly when it was. Uh, but somebody shared that it's, it's time to grow up. And, you know, if we, we learn warfare at different levels. And, and I know that the Lord has taken us to a new level in, in this last year. And, and I'm thankful for that. So always we, we tend to grow the most in the times that are hard, in, in times of difficulty. So, Lord, we, we receive your work and, and we're thankful. I was going to speak tonight on love, and I, I think maybe I'll give a little bit of an abbreviated message <laughs> based on what I had prepared because I, uh, I really believe the Lord has been doing some things tonight. Uh, I just, it feels different to me than when we started. And, and this, this is a good thing. So it, part of talking about love uh, my study took me to John 14, 15, 16, 17. John called himself the disciple that Jesus loved. And he's one of the writers of the New Testament who had the greatest revelation of love. And, and I, I think... Uh, as we look toward the harvest and, and we look toward the return of Jesus, uh, that means looking toward the, the end of our opportunities here. 
because this this time on the earth it's it's opportunity it's it's opportunity for voluntary yeses to the lord and it's opportunity for fruitfulness it's it's opportunity to know god uh and what greater opportunity can we have on the earth than than to know God? I, I think that's one of the things that Jesus was trying to get across to his disciples as he approached the cross, and he spoke so much about him and the Father in John 14 through 17. But one of the things that that I think is most important for us to get here uh, is the idea of abiding. And some things that Jesus said about fruitfulness and abiding. Because I know we, we want a reward. We, we want gold, silver, and precious stones to, to remain. When, when we stand before Christ. We, we don't want the message saved as through fire. That's, that's not what we want to hear. So Jesus gives us the key here in John chapter 15. And, and he says, abide in me. And that, that word abide means to continue, to dwell, to endure, to remain, to stand. All, all those concepts are in that word that's translated abide. So think about that, continue, stand, remain, endure, dwell, in me, Jesus said, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Well, we, we want to be fruitful. We, especially in, in, in the harvest, we, we want to be fruitful. And, and Jesus is, is giving us the key right here, there's no fruitfulness apart from abiding. Uh, it's that remaining in him, remaining with him, not letting anything take us out of that awareness that we're with him and he's with us. And that, that is where fruitfulness lies. And in verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. As last week we were talking about the fruits of the Spirit as the character of the kingdom. So, He's, he's talking about that kind of fruitfulness, a fruitful life. 
but I, I believe he's also talking about fruitful ministry, which is ministry that has an impact in the inner man of the people that we minister to. And Arnie had a, a word for us Wednesday night that that the Lord wants to bring people here so that they will find him. And and that that is something for us to seek the Lord for individually. That that when people find us, whether it's here or out there, that we have something to give them that is not us. Because if if all we have to give them is us, it's not enough. It's it's not going to change their life. It's, it's not going to change things for eternity. But if if we can have enough of God within us, upon us, <laughs> flowing out of us, as Jesus said, rivers. And he didn't even say a river. He, he said rivers. Multiple rivers would, would flow out of our belly. That's, that's something to seek the Lord on. And, and we, we ask, we knock, we seek, and then we wait. In faith. That he will do it. And, and we, we find that place in, in his presence. And, and we, we keep going there. <laughs> Even when it feels dry in the beginning. And it feels like nothing's happening. Something is happening. <laughs> and then we, we begin to experience a little bit of something. Because the Lord encourages us in that pursuit. And, and then all of a sudden, six months later, a year later, people start to notice well, what happened to you? You're different than you used to be. It's it's because if we spend enough time in the presence of the Lord, he, he, he fills us up and he just starts to ooze out of us. We we leak, we can't keep it in. And and we weren't intended to. <laughs> he he didn't want us to be a, a vessel that just held his presence, because if if it worked that way, we could just get filled once and never give it away, and we'd just remain full. So he he made us porous vessels, so that we get filled, and then we're out interacting with people, and 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 he leaks out. So we have to go back to him to get filled again. <laughs> and again and again and again. And that's that's exactly how he wants it to be. He he wants us to leak him all over Cheyenne. And and that is 
part of the fruit of abiding. Because if, I mean, this, this is kind of where I was before my sabbatical last year. I didn't realize how empty I was until I had at least two weeks to think about it. And my, my lamp had gotten dangerously low on oil. So this, this year has, has been a, a pursuit of getting my lamp filled with oil once again. And I'm, I'm happy where I am today. Uh, and, and thankful that everything that we've been through has contributed to that. Uh, so I, I know the, the Lord has a season of harvest. And, and when, when Daniel shared that dream with me this afternoon, I, I just, I, I knew. <laughs> I think his older sister is still in Puerto Rico, right? Oh, is she in Washington State? So the Lord speaks to somebody in Washington State with a message for, for us. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, when I just surrendered to the Lord to do whatever he wanted to do tonight. <laughs> I said, okay, I want to do some things. <laughs> well, let's read the rest of this passage in, in John 15. We'll, we'll do verse 5 again. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Now that is a verse worth meditating on. As the Father has loved me, how does the Father love the Son? There, there's no end. There, there's no limit. It's everything that's possible is in that love. Everything good that is possible is, is in that love. Father and the Son, together from pre-creation eternity, in perfect fellowship and unity together, as the Father loves the Son, so has the Son loved 
me. Hmm. As the Father has loved me, Jesus said, so have I loved put your name. Is is there any end to Jesus' love for you? No. Not not according to what Jesus said here. All your sins, all your mistakes, uh, all your own perceived imperfections don't matter. The love of Christ for you is so much greater. There's there's nothing you you can do to get away from that kind of love. Nothing. We we got to meditate on this. Because when when we consider uh, our own need for the character of the kingdom, our, our own need for the, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, and, and all the rest. Love is the one that we need the most. That's why it's first. And we can only love God by knowing His love. We, we love Him because he first loved us. And we can't even love each other until we know his love. And and we're we're really talking about the crowning glory of of the church that's coming at the end of the age when we talk about each member of the body loving all the other members of the body as Christ loves us, because we're, we're not there yet, right? I'm not there. I, I don't see a whole lot of love, not, not that kind of love. <laughs> I don't care what church you're, you're talking about. There, there's very little of that kind of love around. So what we need to do is we need to immerse ourselves in the truth of how much we're loved. Because a lot of times why we don't love others, sometimes probably why we don't even love God so much is because we're afraid. We're, we're afraid of where that might take us. But perfect love casts out fear. And that's why we need to immerse ourselves. We, we seriously need to make time to meditate on, on some of these key verses 
about how much God loves us. And, and that's one of the key verses right there is John 15, 9. As the Father loves the Son, so does the Son love you. That's, that's worth the price of admission. <laughs> Let's jump on to John 17 and look at a couple verses. We'll start in verse 22. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. There's another one of those verses to meditate on. Because not only does the Son love us like the Father loves him, but the Father loves us like he loves the Son. So that pretty much completes the the circle, right? <laughs> the son loves us as the father loves him. And now the father loves us as he loves the son. So We, we can't pretend that there's any limits on that. Because there aren't any. If God the Father loves you like he loves the Son, and there's no limit to his love for the Son, then there is no limit to his love for you. And, and and here this this is the key to to us being filled with God and and filled with his love is immersing ourselves in in this truth Why, why would we not want to be with somebody a lot who feels this way about us? And who also happens to be the ruler of the universe. <laughs> God Almighty. So that's the kind of invitation that that we're faced with is do you, do you want to love God more? And you know the two greatest commandments 
Jesus was asked, what, what's the greatest commandment? <laughs> yeah, one, one that wasn't even included in, in the Ten Commandments. Well, sort of. But love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We, we can't love God like that without being with God with the understanding that he loves us that much. And, you know, it's, it's okay. In, in fact, I think it's a really good idea to ask God to enable you to love him more. And, and I think it's a really good idea to ask him for more revelation of how much he loves you. That prayer from Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, that's a really good prayer. That, that he would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of his son. And the love of his son. Hmm. Seems like I I had a couple more of those meditate on verses, but I, those those were the two best ones. But I guess uh, you know you can't really talk about love without at least mentioning First Corinthians thirteen, because when the Bible defines itself we we need to let it define itself and that's where paul defines love for us so i, I think we'll just close with first corinthians chapter 13 cuz he he begins by showing us just how important love is in, in the area of eternal reward and fruitfulness in, in ministry. And then he defines it. So if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. Even if I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. That's that's extreme. I mean you you could actually be a martyr. But if you had no love, it wouldn't mean anything. Ooh. We 
we need to get love. <laughs> that's, that's what Paul is saying. And this is what love is. It's patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide or remain. These three but the greatest of these is love. And Father, I, I pray for us tonight. I, I ask that you would give us a, a deeper heart revelation of how much you love us. That, that you love us as much as you love Jesus. That's astounding. So Father, help us to love you more. Enable us to love you more. Draw us in, into the secret place and, and fill us with yourself, with your spirit. And let us be vessels from which rivers of living water will flow. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ah, meditate on those verses this week. Spend some time in John 14 through 17. Good stuff there. Have a blessed rest of the weekend.